Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Anything about this? Well, you, but you, if you know about Catherine Kim, that you know that there was jojoba left over from October. No, I don't know this. Wait, I guess I'm out of the loop. Oh my goodness, whose loop have you been in? Well, I'm American, so I'm not too bright. Well, I mean, no, it's not even so much that. I think it's the use of medical marijuana. I think, I think it's the connections to Margaret Cho and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> that are really... I love a good Snoop. Oh, you do. You do. I you love do. Snoop. You yeah. do. Well, you do. I like Snoop as well. Yeah. Although, yeah. What, what happened with him and Martha Stewart? Did they were they a couple? I I think they were just you know smoking buds, buds oh. <laughs> smoking buds. Well, <laughs> smoking <laughs> quite yeah. literally. Yeah. Now, would you like to introduce me to this beautiful man, please? Yes. Yeah, so sorry, sorry. Oh, Hello. So, hi. So, How are you? Hi. I'm very well. I'm loving yeah. the vision. Are you loving the vision? Oh. Thank you. Yes. Gabe is my Yes, yeah. no, I was I'm about Jojo. to go. Jojo, lovely to meet you. Gabe. And is Gabe What's short? your name? This Jojo. is Jojo. This is Jojo. Jojo, very nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you. Jojo. And I met Gabe on the set of a show called Queen of the Universe, mm-hmm. which was the, it's kind of like American Idol or the X Factor for drag queens because they sing live. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, Gabe was one of the musical producers on it, along with another man that we won't mention, because quite frankly, she doesn't need the exposure. Oh and uh, <laughs> and we used to have a conflab after every show as to how many times I said the word blouse during my warm-up. So we used to... <laughs> you are a blouse lady, aren't I am. You? I'm very blouse-based. But then I was, I was a big fan of the blouse bun. <laughs> and I have. I was on the phone to Johnny at World of Wonder the other day, and I said, listen, I want my own backstage set. And it's called Bruce's yeah. Blouse House. And it's an up close and personal with the Queens. Oh, I could see you very much. A vision of you in your own blouse would be lovely. Thank yes. you very much. Uh-huh. Sorry, was I'm he receptive of that? Me. Did he like the idea? Well, I, I don't know because I'd spent like about 10 minutes shouting at him because I just needed to know whether the 24th was a dark day or a day that I was in so I could go and do a corporate. You know, that's oh, the thing. Yes, they, yes. they just want you on hold. They want you to ruin sure. your life so you can't earn mm. any other money. <laughs> um, my, my other yes. show, which was my idea, was Rimming with Rue. Um, oh, I have not heard of this. It's still very, me- it's still very well, experimental, it's embryotic. Still very much in the pre-production phase. It, Pre-production. <laughs> I, I believe that Rue still has his pants on. Now, Gabe, where where in the world are you talking to us from, and what time of day is it with you? 
I am in Los Angeles and it's 2 a.m., oh, wow. uh, which is great because I'm a night owl. So I usually go to bed around 4 or 5 a.m. Okay. <laughs> so, well, the, the, yeah, this is should, perfect. You should follow Gabe on um, Instagram because you'll either see him driving mm-hmm. with a lot of music or <laughs> you'll see him stoned and licking because <laughs> uh, you like a lick, don't you? You like to kind of lick. You... I think we're not talking ice cream here, are we? Oh, no, 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 no. He just licks the air. He's, <laughs> he's like a licking lizard. <laughs> He, he, he loves I must that. be really high because I don't remember these videos. This sounds wonderful. Oh my god! No, they were, they, they, but they are good. So, where about in LA do you live? I, I'm in Valley Village, which is like kind of in between uh, like Studio City and Sherman Oaks. So I'm in I'm in the Valley. I am <laughs> fully comprehensive read the Valley because I've rediscovered Selling Sunset. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I want to stop put to Chrishell because I think she's needy. <laughs> I really do. I think she's needy. I love your assessment of people. You can just kind of whittle them down to one word. Yeah. Needy. But she is. She's you know so... where you are with Bruce. Oh, absolutely. Abs- absolutely. But not only do you do stuff for drag, because you were involved with um, music for the drag game, the RuPaul's Drag Race live show in Vegas. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was the first thing I got to do for them. That was a blast to do. So yeah. how did all that happen? How did you get, because I mean, I'm not saying that that isn't the type of thing you like as a civilian lady, but how did you get into <laughs> it professionally? Well, um, RuPaul and that company in particular, or music in particular, or, well, or the I blouse suppose, beating? I suppose, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, well, listen, we'll put the blouse to one side at the moment. The blouse okay, is okay, being okay. steamed. The blouse <laughs> is with Madonna and it's being Fabrice. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh Amazing. my god! Well, she yeah. spat on her blouse. Unfortunately, did you see her and her oh. son, and he was wearing the Adidas dress that she had on in the nineties? Yes. Yeah, yes. I did see that. Yeah. yeah, and you know, listen. I mean, I'm a mother as well. I wouldn't let the dog go out wearing that manky old dress. I mean, it looked as though it had stains. <laughs> I he looked very sharp in it. So he did that's look very I, sharp. Do you, you worry yeah. about Madonna? I worry about Madonna because I kind of think if Madonna doesn't have it together, then the world doesn't have it together. Oh, she's the queen of the gays. Oh, she's nuts. I think um, I'm curious to see what music she comes out with next, because I think every time she she kind of gets a little uh, cerebral in life, Mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, things kind of come out that are great in music. So, you know, I I have my fingers crossed. Oh, no, fingers and toes. I mean, I love Madonna. Mm -hmm. I really, really do love Madonna, but I can't take another Frozen remix. I think there's been 319. (laughs) Yeah, I, think, I feel like that was almost a time biter. You know, she's just biding her time and, and uh, with, with that single, I think, I hope. Um, I'm hoping something great comes out. I don't know. I know she's working in the studio a lot, so. Well, she is because um, has, I, she, has she not just gone back to, um, no, her label was Maverick, wasn't it? She, has she gone back yeah. to Warner Brothers? Have they not I, just bought her back catalogue or something like that? See, I'd love a great hits to her, but I don't know if she could sing I them properly know. with the grill. She has to take the grill out. <laughs> What's the grill? The grill is um, when you get metal and you put them over your teeth. It's very gangster. It's very early Southside Central. Is that correct? And what is the purpose? Yeah, of or, this? or like a barbecue. If you're going to barbecue, you know, it's another grill you can put on. Well, absolutely. I'm having a barbecue in the summer. It's a blouse and burger event. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm having two pockets on the breasts of blouses to put the burgers in. So, no, were you a musical child? Yes. Yeah. I um, was drawn to music right away. Um, I think I could sing from the time I was about three or four. And I, I knew it was what I wanted to do when I was about 
five or six. Wow. Um, and we, we didn't have money for piano lessons. Uh, there was not much money for anything, but I saw a $10 keyboard in the toy store and I begged my dad to, you know, buy it for me. He, he was, he took me there to get a model airplane, which is really for him to buy or to, to put together. Um, and I said, no, but I really want this keyboard. I really, really want it. And so he bought it and uh, he, he said, you know, oh, that's going to live under your bed for, you know, after a week. And, and it didn't. I taught myself how to play it and uh, oh, wow. it just kind of went from there. So I, I learned by ear and, you know, my sight reading is pretty slow because of that, but I have a good ear so I can pick up things pretty fast. So I guess that's uh, the pros and cons to not having uh, music lessons. So can you read music? I can. Yeah. yeah no, so can I. But you know who can't? Shirley Bassey. Mm. Just thought throw that in. Ah, yes. I love her. I oh, love her. Absolutely. Who, who yeah. Beatles couldn't read sheet music. Michael Jackson couldn't, you know, Pavarotti. So. Oh, well, but Pavarotti ate the music. I think that's the oh unfortunate thing. <laughs> I mean, was there a blouse big enough? <laughs> hey, I'm... he's my favorite tenor. He could do whatever he wants. <laughs> I'm fascinated by your association with Belinda Carlisle. Ah, that she is the best person. To, she's my favorite person to work with. I absolutely adore her. Oh, uh, wow. Cause she's so, fabulous. I think that. Yeah. It, well, it's funny. Um, I, I mean, I can tell you how that came about. I, I had released a single, uh, I, I do my own music as well. So, and I think it was, uh, during my second album, I released some stuff 2012 mm. and I really, I uh, received a message on Facebook and this kid in the South of France said, Hey, I'm moving to LA. I really love your music. You know, just wanted to let you know. And I said, Oh, thank you so much. It means so much to me. And he said, his mom did music. So I think, you know, France, maybe she's a cabaret singer. Uh, so I said, Oh, what does your mom do? <laughs> uh, and he says, Oh, I don't know if you know her, but she's Belinda Carlisle. She's in a band called the Go-Go's. Okay. There was not a group I listened to more growing up and a singer I did not listen to more than Belinda. I sang, I owned everything they ever did. So I thought this was a friend messing with me because all of my friends know I'm a huge Belinda fan and Go-Go's fan. So I'm going through this Facebook page, like, come on, this is somebody messing with me. And it was real. So I said, well, I'm a big fan of your mom's. Um, I'd love to <laughs> do some songs for her. So I sent him a couple and she wasn't really in the pop zone. So I just thought, oh, they're just not good enough. So I sent her a third song, uh, which became her single uh, son that came out, I think 2013 in the UK. Um, and we've just worked together ever since I've opened for, for her on tour uh, in the UK as her support act three, three times. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we're working on her newest album right now. And she's just literally the coolest, nicest, most supportive So you're person. saying you literally, it was a, a, a Facebook chat with somebody i mean the complete coincidence wow <laughs> yeah 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 and he lives in la he's, he's become a good pal but that was just like isn't it funny you know, because i mean obviously when we were i'm older than you but growing up i mean you just didn't have that contact with celebrities right. or anything but the power, right. that's when the power of social media is amazing isn't it yeah oh my god you can like, literally I, contact anybody and if you get yeah. on there's no there's no bit of gatekeepers to get through or producers exactly or yeah, Amazing. Yeah. I love yeah, stories like that. So have you always been a Belinda fan? <laughs> I've loved Belinda Carlyle. Absolutely yeah. wonderful. Now, am I right in thinking, and I'm not trying to be disparaging, but her and Madonna, they're pretty much the same era, same age? Yeah, actually a day apart. Oh, my goodness. So she's August yeah. as well. Yeah, oh, she's August 17th oh and Madonna's August 16th. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, I love Belinda Carlisle, but I would not be able to tell you when her birthday was. See, I think that means that she doesn't love her really, but then that's just me. That's just me. So what was, what was it like going from being fanboy to opening act for her? Because th oh. th that was 2014, the first time you did that. Is that correct? Yeah, it was. Good job. Yeah, it was. Um, 
Well, I, I mean, I have to tell you that first session with her, I was really nervous. Yes. Uh-huh. We, we had already talked on the phone and I already knew her speaking voice. So it was already weird to hear her doc- talking on the phone. Um, and then, you know, before working with her in the studio, I was just so nervous. And she wanted to rehearse the, sound, the song uh, acoustically, which is the mark of a, a pro. Um, and we just, you know, hit it off. And from there, it just got like, we just became pals more and more because I produced more of her songs. Um, and then opening for her in the UK, 2014, the first show was in Birmingham. And I was so nervous. (laughs) I was so nervous um, because I just, you know, uh, the opening act, they don't know you. They're not there for you. Mm. Um, And so I was just hoping that they would like me. And the crowd was really, really receptive and warm. Um, And and Belinda was, you know, very proud. So she's nothing but supportive. So, uh, yeah, that tour and the two other tours I did for her were just so much fun. I got to see a lot of the UK. Was that the first time you'd come over to the UK? That was, yeah. Wow. And, you, yeah, and the first place time. you went is Birmingham. And I know we'll get yeah. complaints from people <laughs> from promise, but it is an interesting Well, he, he wasn't yeah. taking up the bull ring, no. so that was okay. <laughs> that was okay. And for the smutty people out there, that's a shopping centre. But what people don't know about you is you're quite a nervous flyer, aren't you? I used to be, yeah. yeah. I was a very nervous flyer. Um and I mean, now, you know, Xanax and I'm fine. I'll just sleep the whole way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a period there where it was just really kind of a treacherous thing for me, you know. Um, well, it's completely unnatural it's, putting a big, yeah. massive bit of metal tubing in the sky. Yeah. Madness. Sorry, Jojo's recently had sex. She's just going back to the memory. <laughs> <laughs> she's like a helium balloon that was cut from its string. So she's all, all tubes and things. No, I, I don't mind flying, but I don't think I'd ever go to Australia because I'm suspicious of being in the air for that length of time. No, you have to stop on the mm. way because they can't go. No, no, no. I'm fully comprehensive, Reva. Oh, Thank right. you very much. <laughs> I mean, I do live a life, thanks. Unlike some. Um, however, <laughs> I just don't like the idea because I've flown to New York. I could probably fly. Early, yeah. but that's about as long as I could do. Yeah, gotcha. No. But uh, the other thing I was talking about this actually was um, they've re-recorded the messages now on on the flights that you have to take off your oxygen mask before putting on your oxygen mask. You have to take your face mask off first. Have you seen this? Oh, I haven't noticed that when I flew. Oh, it, which okay. I was absolutely gobsmacked that they were that stupid. Shut up! It's not COVID. It's got nothing to do. Well, it's slightly to do with COVID. I'm not allowed to talk about COVID. Oh my god! We haven't done a phrase. Shut up! Anyway, well, not not is... in front of a musical genius, and you want to bore everyone to death with face masks. What's wrong with you? No, because it's a point of flying. Is that the we have those oxygen masks, and I just think I'm quite nervous about flying, but I don't understand why we have the oxygen masks anyway, because why, if you knew you were going to be in a car cr- a car crash, a flight crash, why would you bother? Why would you have got on the plane? No, but why would if you put you the oxygen you mask on? What is this? Well, I'm just, I'm trying to say to Gabe. I <laughs> My God, an Emmy Award flying. winner and look at you. <laughs> no, I, I <laughs> Talking don't... about bloody easy jet. <laughs> I did. Well, it wouldn't be easy jet from LA. I'm not that stupid. Anyway, I like the fact that this. this fear of flying. That's, that's interesting as well. Do you know well? what you wouldn't have enjoyed then? The flight attendant. Have you watched that, Gabe? The flight no, attendant. No, it's on my list. Is it oh, good? you have to. Why? Because it's good. Yeah, yeah. Do you recognise that word, good? It's good. <laughs> have you delivered anything good recently? No, no, I didn't think so. Oh, she's just pissed off because someone went to see her show and didn't enjoy it. But more of that later. Anyway. How do you know, deal with rude. criticism Criticism um, in general? And how do you deal with criticism if you know the person? 
Um, I, you know, I have, I have a very thick skin. Um, I was picked on a lot in middle school. <laughs> oh, so was and, I. Was it because of your yeah. love of blouses? <laughs> yeah, I think so. It was. They knew. I didn't know yet, but they knew. They uh, used to yeah, call they, me the Calot C-U-N-T. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> that is a good um, question. How do, do, because obviously being so creative that people, uh-huh. you know, universally, I would think would love what you do, but there will be some people that don't. So how do you cope yeah. with that? Um, I, so, you know, being picked on in middle school, I, I got a, a thick skin then. It, you know, it's, it's, some people will just not like you because they don't want to like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also, you know, there, so the Beatles are my favorite, but there are some people who don't like the Beatles and, you know, that's okay. I probably don't trust them, but they, you know, um, everybody likes what they like. Mm-hmm. Um, I get sick of myself. Sometimes I don't want to hear anything that I've worked on at all. So, you know, if somebody doesn't like something I've done, I totally get it. Can I talk and, and very briefly, because I, I bored the life out of you in direct messages. The, the best thing musically I've seen was my walk on music when I was your yes. support. I'm Willow Pill sung by Sarah Hudson. I hate yes. people. Yes. Yeah. How, how did that, because honestly, when I was watching the live show and I saw Willow do that, I thought the Crowner's house, just give it to, you know, Camden, move yeah. along, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> how did that come about? And and whose idea was it? Because I, I, I do feel it was an anthem written for myself. And I have I, adopted it as my walk on music and I'm not paying you PRS. Um, but how, how did it, how did it all come about? Um, I can, uh, well, so, you know, Brett Leland, he did all of he oh, wrote all the songs. But, but <laughs> Harf, where is she? Hamburger Mary's. <laughs> oh my God. And, 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 you know, his list of credits is, you know, twice the length of mine. He's, he's just so impressive. He's amazing. Um, and he's, you know, been the, the head music person on the, the show for, I think seven years or so. So he, and he brought me onto the live show into mm-hmm. Gregory. So, uh, so he was writing the season finale songs and, um, he, he wanted a track that he, he referenced a couple early nineties house songs, uh, groove is in the heart. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and I had also, I think I, I said, you know, maybe something like crystal waters, um, yeah. you know, gypsy woman. Yeah. Um, and so then I, I did the track and then, gave him that and then you know the next day he he sang me uh what he wrote which was you know all the lyrics and melodies to to i hate people and i immediately i loved it just his delivery you know he he he's so clever um he has such wit and the way he performed it was utterly fantastic he's friends with sarah hudson um they written together i've engineered a couple of their sessions so i've known her a little bit Mm -hmm. and she came in and nailed that vocal just Phenomenal. I think All in like right. 20 minutes. Yay. No, I mean, just unbelievable. <laughs> it is brilliant. Yeah. It, it does. I, th- I think it speaks to a lot of people, it, especially at the moment. It, I don't think any of us like yeah. anyone. Well, yeah. I, I think you just get tired of people after a while. Not yeah. people that you're interviewing for podcasts, of course, but I just mean, they, see, the thing <laughs> it's is. It's okay it, if you do. <laughs> it, it's no, 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 not at all. See, the thing is, it's not that I don't like people. Do you know what? I hate stupidity. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, yes, yes. a lot of people are blessed. They're very well endowed, stupid wise. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you're just yeah. like, I can't actually deal with this. Yeah, yeah. And we've seen so much of that kind of, you know, be a lot more visible and a lot louder in the past couple of years. 
Yes, yes, people have that ability. That's the downside of social media that everybody yes, has. Yeah. Great, everybody has a voice, but sometimes you just want to turn them down. How yeah. do you deal with people? Do you have people who are very sycophantic around you, Gabe? People that try to crawl up your ass, not in the way that sounds rude, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that is um, something that Gabe enjoys, but in his own time. <laughs> yes, yeah. Metaphorically speaking. You know, you know me well. No, um, no I... I um, can you spot a bullshitter? Can you spot someone yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, yeah. trying to, yeah. And I've had that since, since I was little. I'm, I'm, you know, I have a good nose for picking out that. Um, I, well, first of all, I'm the biggest critic of myself. So I've never met anybody that could be as harsh, you know, to me about my work or, or level of work as me. Um, but I, you know, there are people that I know who will not BS me and I go to them you know, if I have a new song yeah. and I just want feedback, um, even if they do, you know, lie to me, I'll know. And so I can kind of gauge like, okay, it's not very good. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, it's nice to hear compliments, but at the end of the day, if I don't believe in something I've written or produced, it doesn't matter. Like I have to really feel comfy with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where delusion lies, doesn't it? And then a lot but of people. That's what I was going back to. So if you've put something out there um, that, you, you know, you enjoy and that you have faith in and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. and you get a critique from someone that's close to you, how how do you deal oh, yeah. with that? Um, if it's someone who's close to me, um, I mean, you know, it could be something like they you know, don't like the mix or they don't like the core. I mean, but everyone's entitled to their, yeah. opinion. You know, to their opinion. Yeah. I mean, I have good friends and sometimes I don't, you know, particularly care for a single or something that they've worked on, but, um, but we've discussed Madonna, so we can move on from that. <laughs> I, we understand. <laughs> uh, but you know, I think uh, I, well, you know, there again, I love, I love the Beatles. They're my favorite, but I don't love every Beatles song. And, and you know, that's okay. And I, I'm sure Sir Paul would be fine with that. <laughs> Sir Paul McCartney is headlining Glastonbury this year. And oh, I'm, I saw. And I'm, I'm going to be performing at Glastonbury, not singing. Oh. I'm doing in the comedy tent. So I won't get anywhere near him, but I am at Glastonbury with Sir Paul McCartney. So that's quite, oh. that's a humble brag, isn't it? <laughs> It's that's not amazing. So, that's not so really humble. cool. It's really just a sentence, but I suppose it's what you take from that sentence. I am. I'm genuinely chuffed. I'm 56. I've never been to Gastonbury. Right. I'm beyond excited. Okay. That's so wonderful. That's in Edinburgh? No. Uh, no, it's in Dorset. Oh, Dorset. Okay. Okay. Dorset. I thought it was Somerset. Somerset. Dorset. I don't know. It's I England. Know. Okay. It's in England and there's a set in the name. It's in England. Can I ask you, because you say you're a big fan of the Beatles, what yeah. is the difference between British music and American music? Because a lot of British stars, like, for mm -hmm. example, Cilla Black, who yeah, I don't know who could told, told her she could sing, because in my opinion, she couldn't. <laughs> But she was a star here and then came over, did a residency in New York. It never really went anywhere. So it's it's yeah. funny how some Brits, you know, Harry Styles is the one from One Direction that's really gone on yeah. and had huge American success. I'm not sure I yeah. agree with the comparisons with David Bowie, um, but then that's just me. I don't really know a huge amount of music. So what differentiates American music and British music, if there is such a thing? A differentiation? I think, um, I, well, actually, I, I, you know, I have heard Madonna talk about this and she said, and I agree with this, you know, in the UK, it seems like it's about the art, you know, it's about what is the best song, you know, the best singer. And in the US, it seems like what's the, you know, what's the most on trend or what's the biggest hit. Mm. Um, 
So I think if people can kind of do both, you know, you have Adele who is just has this immaculate voice, wonderful, wonderful songs. I mean, it's undeniable. So I think, you know, that translates over here. I think same thing with Harry. Those songs are really, really solid. Mm. Um, I hadn't heard the David Bowie comparison. I had heard the Mick Jagger from, uh, comparison, but I hadn't mm. heard um, Bowie's. But uh, I think um, Harry is just, I love his voice. I love the song. George Michael, you know, timeless voice those songs that, that canon of songs are so amazing, Elton John. So these people, I think just in addition to being incredible artists also just had, you know, these killer hooks that maybe uh, got their way into American ears. But it's always that big thing, isn't it? About breaking America and being, you know, and, and what it takes to do that because other mm-hmm. bands like Oasis, Oasis never broke America, uh, did they? I thought, I thought they did. did they? I, I thought they were kind of one of the biggest, uh, one of the last big rock bands here, <laughs> true okay. rock bands, rock stars. Um, and I certainly wish the brothers would get back together because they're, they're pretty amazing when they're together. I think one's had a hip replacement. So, I mean, th- oh, really? that, yes, I think Liam yeah. has had a hip replacement and he was doing yeah. something with Adidas in Salford recently. It was a kind of uh, comeback, thing, well, comeback or it was just a presentation of of new uh, work. But no, we have had a lot of British people that have gone over. Well, Joss Stone mm-hmm. went over oh, yeah. and all she did was steal one of your accents and then <laughs> came back um, <laughs> and then did the mass singer. <gasps> have you done any work with the mass singer? Because I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with the mass singer. I have singer. not, but I would love to. Oh. I would absolutely love to. It's, I know a couple of people that work on that show and it would be really fun to be on that. It's one of those Sorry. extraordinary shows where yeah. I saw the trailer for it, the, the mm-hmm. preamble for it, and just thought how ridiculous and how stupid are people and then was so (laughs) furious that it was such a ridiculous idea that I watched the first episode just to confirm how much Mm. I was going to hate it and I'm addicted (laughs) it was the most addictive thing I was just Uh, I mean it is stupid I mean I still am completely and I I am right it's stupid but it's Bloody marvelous. Because my favorite judge on the American one is Nicole Shirtlifter. I absolutely <laughs> adore her. And I also think that she should be a much bigger star than she is musically. Because I think she I is a fantastic vocalist. Yes. And I've always really enjoyed yeah. her albums. Mm-hmm. And, and you've heard her musical theater performances? No, because that's really oh. not my bag. I hate musicals. Oh. oh my God. I mean, why do you have to sing things like, hello, how are you? I mean, get out my effing face. Seriously. Check out. I will that's take funny. pinking shears to your blouses. Um, no, 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 no. I don't like a musical. Check out her performance of Don't Cry For Me, Argentina from Avita. It is absolutely stellar. All it's right. on YouTube. She She's phenomenal. Yeah. And I think she should be in Broadway shows because that's uh, there's so much pop Broadway right now. I think she would just be at home there. I've got a question, Gabe. If are you, considering the success of your career, what career aspirations do you still have, if any? I bet you've got. I, I have oh, so many. There's so many people I would love to work with. Sir mm-hmm. Paul being one, um, Cheryl Crow, Madonna. You know all of these idols that I've had. I would love to, you know, produce with them for them and write, you know, with them or for them. Um, I would love to score movies, and I've been lucky to be able to score some indie movies and to do soundtrack stuff, which I've, I've loved. Um, but I really would, you know, love to dig my teeth into scoring movies, um, whether it's, you know, some epic, you know, uh, Hitchcock-esque thing yeah, okay. or uh, a comedy. You know, I, I love uh, Bernard Herrmann and all of his scores for Hitchcock. So, you know, that's I, I do have the kind of a classical um uh, what's the word? Uh, I, it, it just always, you know, tickles me. So, yeah. Um, 
Um, yeah. Funnily enough, I was listening to something on the radio yesterday about the film score, the scoring, musical scoring for Train Spotting, because mm. there are some oh. real iconic that take you right back to, um, and I think <clears throat> not Pulp Fiction. Was it Pulp Fiction? Oh, Pulp Fiction. Not Pulp Fiction. That's a film, isn't it? Oh goodness. Um, <clears throat> Oh, I'm trying to remember the artist, but anyway, yeah, I'm, my brain's gone blank because I'm menopausal. Um, but oh. <laughs> one of the one of the most uplifting songs in Train Spotting with the raves going on, but that song was actually written because the guy was at the end of his tether and he was it was a cry for help. And so the uh, meaning behind the song when he wrote it is completely yeah. different to how people view it and listen to it. And I find that fascinating. Oh, interesting. Mm. I haven't seen the movie in forever. I need to revisit that mm-hmm. and uh, pay the score. I can't watch anything with drug taking in it. It's not my thing. Really? Yeah, no, no, it's it's really not for me. Look at you! You try to be all pure and no. I'm just saying pious. I don't enjoy it. Well, you don't enjoy drugs. No, I've not taken drugs for years. I'm too old now. No, good lord, oh, honestly. I mean, I I used to, but yeah. I mean, I've been in McDonald's self soiling on mushrooms, as I've discussed on this show many a time before. Um, That's amazing, Gabe. How much do you enjoy working in the UK? We know that you've been here a couple of times. You're oh. coming because you're coming back for Queen of the Universe yeah. Um, yeah. this year as well, which I'm looking forward yeah. to. Um, so, what makes the UK special? You know, ever since I got it's the first day I got there in 2014 because I you know landed in London. Mm-hmm. It it just felt like it was exactly how I wanted it to be. It was wonderful musically. I felt at home. The people are just so kind and smart, <laughs> and. Um, so every time I've been to the UK, I, I've been, let's see, three tours, a vacation, and then season one. So five times I've been. Mm-hmm. And um, this will be my sixth time this year. Um, the last Belinda, Belinda tour, I was there for a month, loved it, was not ready to come home. When I was there for Queen of the Universe season one, it was a month and I wasn't ready to come back. Um, and I think I'll be there a little bit longer this time. It just is absolutely wonderful. It just feels good. That's not how, the only way I know how to explain it. And have you been to Scotland? Yes, I perform. I opened for Belinda at the Glasgow. Is it the Royal Hall? No, is that the Royal Concert, Royal Concert Hall? Hall? That's it. That's it. Yeah, and the crowd was fabulous. Oh my gosh, that was that was probably the best crowd of the whole tour. Um, Glasgow crowds have a reputation yeah. of being either oh. absolutely fabulous or foul. Oh. Utterly vile. Yeah. <laughs> they were But they either love wonderful. you or hate you and they'll let you oh, know okay. either way. So yeah. They they were very responsive right away. I was so thankful. And I, I put out a live album of that tour and that was some of the um some of the performances were from that that show. Because I just went to see Sophie Ellis Baxter there recently and it's a fantastic oh, yeah, yeah. venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a great venue. It's the first time I've ever been in it, and it was yeah, it was good. She came in on a horse. Oh, did she yeah. really? Yeah, it wasn't a That's real so horse. Cool. It was um, oh. yeah, it was a horse on wheel. It was big. Yeah, <laughs> it was a big horse, and she had yeah, she had this um, support a holiday sidewinder. Have you ever come across her? Not literally, I don't think but so. yeah. No. I, <laughs> I don't yeah. get it. Always so base. <laughs> Always so base. If only they'd had the conversation before this had happened. Hi, I don't want a relationship. I want X. So we'll just move on. Someone's someone's in one of her moods, unfortunately. So and did you you had to do with the musical score of the bitch who stole Christmas, didn't you? Yeah. Um, so Brett, again, Leland, he, he wrote those original songs mm-hmm. and he brought me on to, to produce those. Yes. Uh, somebody else did the, the score um, f- for that. David uh, Steinberg did the score for that. And he was phenomenal. Uh, but that was fun to do the you know pop orchestration for those numbers. 
Yes. No, I, I enjoyed that. That's another world of wonder thing. It's all drag queens. Are you into drag queens? I, I've not been introduced formally, so I haven't. Don't look at me like that. Producer's looking at me like I've got two heads and I should be short. Oh, it's because the producer claims to be a drag queen in his spare time, but, you know, any man with a beard could but pop no, on a dress you, and call it drag. Working with these um, gentlemen. Um, yeah. Gentle ladies. Gentle ladies. Um, I'm discovering a whole new world about homosexuality and everything. But yes, yeah. I need to. You'll need to introduce me to the world of drag race. You need to. You need to drag it up. I think Jujubee's in Glasgow this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I saw her from afar at uh, DragCon. I didn't get a chance to stay to get up close in the way, but we, we said hi from afar. Oh, um, she... and I got to see some of the Queen of the Universe uh, finalists as well, which is wonderful. Oh well, I I love. I mean, I'm obsessed with Juju B. And on the last yeah. night of Queen of the Universe, I ran up and went, yeah. "Give me a message for my niece." Hold my drink. Oh. Um, but I did go and see Bianca um, oh, yeah. in Unsanitized a couple of weeks back. And that really, nice. Joan Rivers lives. That is the main thing. Her really? work continues. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, okay. Really, cool. really, really good. Well, I uh, look yeah. forward to seeing you at the end of the summer. Because uh, yeah, I've I'll said I'm going to take you out. Yes, I'll be there August 15th or so. Yes. And, and you know, uh, from the moment I heard, you know, doing the warm up for the shows, I mean, your your wit is just so clever and so fun. And, oh, and Brett and I, we, we would be taking notes like, oh, he said this, he said this, and just laughing, you know, our heads <laughs> off. It's so great. You're just brilliant. Well, okay. that's true, actually. <laughs> we do rather love him, even though we hate him in equal measures. <laughs> no, but we'll, we will have to, we will have to go and do, we, we'll do a social thing. I'm going to take Gabe out for afternoon tea. Lovely. Yes. yes. I would love that. That yes. would be a oh, quintessential English afternoon tea. Yes, absolutely. That would be delightful. Yes. 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 And then yes. I might take him to a bum bar if he's lucky. Well, I just turned down my membership. You go to the Grouch Show. Oh, no, I'm not taking it to the Grouch Show. No, you can go at the Clapham Grands. We'll get in there for nothing. <laughs> we'll be scraped off the floor. Gabe, it has been so nice talking to you, and thank you for joining us in the middle of the night. Thank yeah. you for having me. You know, thank you I so love much. you, and I will speak to you very soon. Lovely to meet right, you, Gabe, and hopefully catch up you. with you. Mwah. I hope so. Bye. Bye, love. Bye. Bye. Bye.